Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope you are not melting in this scorching (laughs) heat that is outside and hope you're doing well. Hey, we got an interesting topic coming up today and next week. We're doing a two-part take, so we're going to talk through some issues related to the most recent Southern Baptist Convention. But before we dive in, (laughs) someone who's not melting. I'm not melting. Not melting. How you doing, buddy? It is very hot. It though. is so hot. It's so hot. But you know what? It's not as hot because our our new favorite Boggy Talk listener, Lisa Corley. That's right. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about how hot it is in our office because the AC's out and coffee, and she brought us iced coffee. Yeah, we said we'd like yeah. some iced coffee, and, and she, she brought did. us She listened, coffee. so we know that one person yes, out one there person. listens to us, and we feel so loved. But was, yeah, you was, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. So, I, I again, hot. I was I was <laughs> thinking, we're kind of in that seat. We like camp, kids camp this week, student yeah. camp next week. Um, you know, we got a little family vacation in July. Um, so it's just kind of like we're mm-hmm. all over the place, you know, yes. right now, which is, is a different kind of, it doesn't feel as busy as the school year, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I don't have to get my kids up and going every morning. <laughs> Whew, thank you, but, Lord. Uh, specifically one of them, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're all- The one who shall not be yeah, named. Yeah, that's right. Um, but um, We yeah, feel the same she, way. She doesn't want me to mention- <laughs> <laughs> Which one? No, she would not mind me saying that she yeah. does not like getting up early in the morning. Right. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I- and, I, and I'm in like, addition the, to Christy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at that point of summer too, where like we had like a couple of weeks where there was like nothing. And now every week has something that oh, it's man. spoken for, you know, mm-hmm. camp, camp and uh, DR. Yeah, the yeah. DR mission trip and then Fourth uh, of July and outreach and then uh, time off. And then it's August. Who approved starts. this time off for ah, you, Justin? Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. I'm taking it no matter what. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, we are going to dive in today talking about. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, I think some met. people are going to be like super interested in this, and, and like, some are like, right, I'll see catch you in you a couple next weeks. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last week in Anaheim, California, the Southern Baptist Convention convened. Doesn't that sound like an oxymoron? Anaheim, California, Southern Baptist I know. Convention. Oh, man, it is kind of funny. So they met uh, last week, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that happened because as a Southern Baptist church and a church that participates in the convention and participates in the cooperative program of the Southern Baptist Convention. It's good to know what's going on uh, in the convention and what's going on. So uh, first of all, when you say the word Southern Baptist Convention, that just sounds so boring to the average <laughs> listener, like, oh, wow. Uh, but but it is that is very important. There's a lot of great things uh, that happen, some it is celebrations. Boring too. But it is, it is, to me, when I hear that, it sounds like a three-day church business meeting, yeah. uh, which it is kind of formatted yeah. that way. But uh, I do want you to just explain, because right. you were there in attendance, it's People could watch online. I watched a good bit of it online. Uh, what's the meeting like? Explain the format a little bit for those of listeners who may have no clue. Yeah. So uh, as a reminder to our listeners and maybe refreshment for some of our first time listeners. Refreshments sound very nice. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention actually only exists for two, two days. Two days. So, uh, you know, there, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention 
is the meeting of churches that choose to cooperate together, who have similar doctrine and a shared vision to reach the nations uh, through uh, the strategy of the International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board, and uh, some other organizations as well. And also the theological training of, um, you know, our, our our future ministers, if you will. So um, we meet for two days and basically get a report from uh, the executive committee and you get a report from uh, the different entities like North American Mission Board and others as well, Lifeway. Um, and then uh, you have the opportunity to ask questions about those different reports to those di- different entities and to bring new business uh, to uh, the, the, gr- the group, you know, mm-hmm. and those matters will either be discussed further at that meeting referred to the executive committee or um, be brought up at a further meeting. I mean, I'm, I'm simplifying it, but that is essentially what's taking place. So there's you, some preaching mixed in, some worship yeah, mixed in, yeah. those kind of things. So you mentioned the executive committee. So yes. why don't you explain what the executive committee is and their function? Well, I, yeah. So let me, let's explain kind of how we're organized. So what happens is every, every year, a president of the Southern Baptist convention is elected. It's a volunteer position. Uh, and their main job is to be the ex officio member of committees and the appointment of certain committees. One of the committees that they appoint is the committee on committees. Isn't that a great term? Committee on committees. Uh, Which I actually had the privilege of serving on this year. So the committee on committees primary responsibility is to bring forth the nominating committee. Mm -hmm. Um, And that group is actually voted on uh, by the Southern Baptist Convention. So on Tuesday morning, we presented uh, the uh, nominating committee, uh, two representatives of every uh, basically convention, state convention or territory convention, because uh, some of them are smaller in number, so they don't like Wyoming is mixed in with others. Anyway, um, and New England, actually, you know, because oh. even though there's some high population, there's so few churches yes. uh, of Southern Baptists there. So maybe because they're called Southern Baptists. But anyway, that's another, <laughs> that's another topic. Break. Yep. So then that group is a- approved by the convention. The nominating committee then has a responsibility of uh, appointing uh, the trustees for the North American Mission Board, the International Mission Board, Lifeway, all the seminaries, basically all the entities. And the executive committee uh, trustees are the ones who essentially handle the business of the convention, uh, you know, the planning of the meeting, those kind of things alongside the president. Uh, and there's a few staff positions because there's so much to do. Uh, so those trustees make up the executive committee who are, again, approved. So that nominating committee, for example, this year, uh, will then bring the forth the trustees for next year at the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in New Orleans. So if that we didn't lose you, you that might have bored you. <laughs> but but all that to say it is, it's a, it's a simple... Uh, structure, but also complicated at the same time because there's just so many people involved. There's so many layers. Yeah, there's so many layers. But the point is that there's a lot of different people. There's due process, there's accountability, there's wonderful uh, teamwork and cooperation amongst churches. So one of the, the, probably the most exciting parts of the convention is some of the reports from the entities and organizations. So why don't you just share a little bit about some of the reports that were given? This year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the North American Mission Board, uh, 
you know, has a strategic emphasis on send cities. And so those are cities where there is a higher degree of unchurched population uh, and specifically where Southern Baptists have a low presence. Uh, so cities like Boston, cities like uh, New York City, cities like uh, even New Orleans, uh, because even though that's in the South, there's a lot so much Catholicism. And while uh, we love everyone, we think there's serious errors in the Catholic Church and, and often the gospel isn't being preached because of that. Uh, so um, anyway, all those strategic cities, Los Angeles. So they're really doing a great job uh, of planting churches uh, the, the, and, and seeing sustained growth over a period of time. Now, some of these cities, a church of 250 is going to be massive, right? You know, where we, you know, in the South. In don't the South, you're like that. 250, that's all you yeah. got? And in Texas, they're like, your church only runs a thousand? What? Anyway, <laughs> so but true. we're like a tiny church in, in cities of Texas. But uh, so that rapport... Um, yeah, again, the executive committee uh, report just kind of, you know, getting some things tightened up. The direction there is good. Um, the, the, and I would probably say we'll get to the sex abuse task force in just a minute. But uh, the IMB report is probably always uh, the best. And part of it is they do two things. And one of those is a sending celebration mm -hmm. where all those who have been commissioned to go and will be going overseas uh, in the coming year uh, share. And many of those have to be behind a screen because they're going to protected countries uh, where, uh, you know, you can't just come in and say, hey, I'm here to share the gospel. Uh, so that's just a really powerful moment, uh, probably the most powerful moment of the convention every year. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Uh, so uh, leading up to the convention this year, uh, for the few who may follow convention politics, uh, really, uh, there was, all, as normal, I guess, sadly normal, there was some Drama. Yeah, you know, there just is. It's it, it kind of is like a microcosm of like what it's like nationwide. Right, when there's a presidential right. election, there's just, you know, yeah. you get sides and people who want to push forward what they believe is right. And while some of that is a healthy tension, uh, I think, of cooperating churches, like the, the heart of like, hey, we disagree on something and we're going to help each other go towards the common goal. Right. A lot of it is not healthy. Right. Uh, and so there was definitely some of that headed into the mm -hmm. convention. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's talk about uh, some of those specific issues and the feelings headed into the convention. Really, what was the pulse before the convention? Yeah, well, the pulse this year uh, was interesting because the guidepost sex abuse task. Well, so so last year in Nashville, uh, because of the recommendation of a messenger uh, and then the approval of this recommendation by the messengers there. So the people who were there and voted, including me. Um, Jeff Waits, who's a member of this church, we both mm -hmm. came, went from our yeah. church last year, uh, a sex abuse task force was appointed. So those were uh, seven members or seven or nine members of the of the Southern Baptist Convention who were appointed by the president because mm -hmm. that was the the, the job of, of the president. And they then used Guidepost, an independent organization, to do a, an investigation of Southern Baptist. And there was some contention about how that would happen. But anyway, it did happen. And, and we were, you know, there was no attorney-client privilege. So everything was... Full disclosure. Um, and that report was released a couple weeks ago. So right. I remember we talked about that. We talked that. about that. So if you missed that episode of Boggy Talk, you can go back and listen to it. We recorded right after that was released, just with some thoughts uh, on it. So uh, so Twitter. Mm, Twitter's uh, where it all happens, Twitter, folks. you know, of course, gives people the opportunity to respond and comment and say things. And it basically um, makes everyone feel like yeah. everyone cares like, about every word like they say. Like some pastors feel like they should do a podcast on it and that I people know. will listen to them. <laughs> 
Hey, people Wait, listened. Yeah, yeah. People listened. Well, our people care. Random people you know, listened, too. People who know us yeah. care. Uh, we're, yeah. and, and people who don't know us care. Yeah. I don't know why they what, what they care about. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, and we'll talk about that more. That was kind of the big deal. Like, you know, just, and it was already like, here's what's going to be recommended. That was put forth. So um, I think it was more, what's the response of the yeah. convention going to be to mm-hmm. this? And what's funny is I'm like, duh, everybody's going to approve this. But because of social media, you see like this 5% on either side that are really mm-hmm. loud. And this is true in culture. You begin to think like, do people really think like that? It, like, I'm not trying to be funny and mean here or anything like that, but oh, I have no idea what you're about to say. And, and so in California, you know, you think like all these people, like they want mask and they want lockdown and they hate DeSantis. Dude, every Californian I met just about said, man, we love your governor. I was like, that's weird because the news is telling us yeah. like people in LA, this is in LA, right? Mm-hmm. In, in Orange County, like yeah. pe- people, the news is telling us like people think Florida's crazy, right? Right. Yeah, it is. It is so wild because you think like people just online, especially in the yeah. media, it's just there's there's just this feeling of like, man, our world is going mad, and it you know it is. Yeah. But you get those same people in a room, yeah, and like they actually are face to face. They're actually like, hey, we could we have a lot to talk about and hang out, and we probably disagree on this, but we're going to be decent yeah. to each other. It's just online specifically makes people so indecent, and it's yeah. so. Yeah, and we've talked about, I'm not anti-mitigation, but you know, I was really like, man, are people like, are this many people like really this serious about this? And it's like, actually like everyone I was talking to was like, man, I wish we wouldn't have been locked down so long. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, that's weird because, and that's not even necessarily what's voted on. And I think part of it is people tend to say, well, we don't want to upset this huge majority. And it's like, it's actually not the majority. So, so my point in getting on at all that is like with the SBC, again, I would just say, and we'll get this to this probably next week, you have 5% that's like super uh, fundamental and 5% that's super liberal on a lot of issues. And we tend to be pulled towards those directions when 90%, while there's some nuances, pretty much agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, and so, people play off that too. Yeah, it's like I people know. like yeah, stoke the fires on they purpose a do. lot to really like I'm going to push this button so I can. Yeah, it's so yeah, so so exhausting. So really, when you go there, it's actually way more peaceful yeah. than you would think. You like, could even sense that watching online. Yeah, remember you're like, last year in Nashville, like yeah. people were reporting it was yeah. trash, and it's like no. yeah, even watching online, you can just tell like there's yeah. this, you know, of course there's there's individuals and pockets of people and groups of people who are probably mad about certain things, but in general, you could just tell there's a sense of peace yeah. and focus and yeah. humility and generosity yeah. towards each other and really a focus on the gospel. Yeah. So so the sex abuse task force thing was was pressing. And then for the past few years, this group started called the Conservative Baptist Network. And their their kind of passion is that this convention is going liberal, liberal drift in the convention. And a lot of it, they tie to American politics and, you know, what's identity politics and critical race theory and all these things. And so they're like, the convention is heading that direction as well. And so they are, you know, there's a couple of guys, one of them lives, you know, in this area who are spending a lot of money uh, or, you know, giving a lot of money to try and, um, basically take back the ship, you know, take back mm-hmm. the convention, change the direction of the convention. And yet they continue to 
not you know get voted in but but that that's that's making a lot of noise so those are the two things leading up to it you know yeah so we have the sex abuse task force and then we have the the whole you know liberal drift thing and we're going to talk about that uh, in part two okay Uh, so right now why don't we focus in because i think a lot of people are interested in this and not just interested in but there's i think the reason many people are interested in specifically the sex abuse task force is because it's it's deeply personal to many right. people because yeah, you're right. uh, many people have been personally impacted or have a family member or someone they love who've been impacted in some way by this. And so, uh, and then culturally, it is receiving a lot of attention, which I believe is you know appropriate. But specifically, you know, for the Southern Baptist Convention and the report that was given before the convention met, and then the things that were voted on at the convention relating to yeah. the findings. Let's talk about that because that was probably the biggest issue, right? Uh, or biggest uh, issue, maybe not the right word, but it was yeah. probably the biggest deal headed into the convention that people were anticipating what was going to happen. Were the recommendations uh, that were given by the task force were they going to be approved? Were they going to be embraced? Were there right. going to be modifications? So. Let's talk about that a little bit. What happened? Yeah. So the sex abuse task force, you know, Bruce Frank led that. Um, I think he's a pastor of Biltmore Baptist Church or Biltmore Church, you know, uh, in North Carolina. Um, but he uh, essentially, you know, kind of shared why, you know, we need to be passionate about the issue and, you know, why, why it matters. And then they made two recommendations. One is to appoint another task force for uh, basically for reform and implementation. So their job was to kind of look at it. They realized, hey, that job is done. Doesn't mean people from that task force can't be on this new one, but hey, the new president needs to appoint a task force that essentially begins to work implementation throughout all of our entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and, and really, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we ensure this happens less? Uh, so, so that was number one. Uh, and then number two was a ministry uh, check, which is basically, you know, a database where people's names would be put in within the Southern Baptist Convention uh, when they have been credibly accused of um some kind of offense. And really, you know, th- th- their recognition is that. of people who basically only 3% of offenders actually get ever criminally charged, but many will get civilly charged. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you can't find that. Right. Um, I mean, you could probably Google and find that, but like, it's kind of hard to to find. You you have to dig. Mm -hmm. So, so this, so, so the concerns about, so you'd be like, why is there anybody concerned with a group just trying to make us more right? And a group, you know, having this ministry check, website. Well, the the concern is the loose of the losing of po- of autonomy. Mm-hmm. Because our polity again, we're not the Catholic Church where right. where the the pope says something and it trickles its way down, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the head of the Southern Baptist Church is the local church. Mm-hmm. And and so it's unique in that people don't really understand that and so there's a trust level that happens when you're at a Southern Baptist church because you've had another experience at a Southern Baptist church. It actually goes right. the other way too, right? Yeah. Like uh, negative. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. People are like, I've had a terrible, I don't want ever be part of an SBC church again. Yeah. Right. Because I was a part of one that, you know, mm-hmm. told me I can't wear a skirt or have to wear a skirt. <laughs> yeah. Or Cause they're all different. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so that there was just concern of, Hey, we don't want overreach, you know, which I, you know, I get one guy said some good stuff and then he like, Dude, I don't know if you heard it. Then he said, like, 
basically this was just identity politics and, you know, this is just pandering and, you know, all that. And there's a, there's a little bit of that. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you have there's to a little on, bit yeah, of PR yeah. here mm-hmm. going on. I mean, there's no doubt, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not, I don't think that's the ultimate that's heart, the heart of right. most people. Mm-hmm. And then the ministry check is like the concern of people getting on that website and their career being over their life being over right. when they weren't credibly accused. And, you know, while there's going to be a lot of things in place to ensure that doesn't happen, the reality is that's probably going to happen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, would you rather err on that side or the err on the side of accuser, you know, repeat offenders? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what we're looking at are the numbers. Because right. they say 86% of offenders, you know, do it again. Right. Absolutely. So, um that that's the hard that's the hard thing about mm-hmm. big level politics and big level leadership is you recognize hey there's going to be some errors here mm-hmm. and people don't want there to be any errors you know what i mean like you think about gun control like that's a hot topic and it's like people are going to die no matter what we decide and so politicians are trying to make what's going to reduce that as big as possible but people are like no this is how you have zero people die of of mass shooting it's like that's never going to be the world we live in and that sounds so insensitive for me to say especially if someone listening to me has had someone impacted by that right, right. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think you you mentioned this and i think this was probably the biggest pushback for it you know was the 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 we want our churches to remain autonomous right. because if you you know Southern Baptist Convention, every Southern Baptist church is an autonomous church. There's not a there's not a bishop, there's not a presbytery above that church to tell them what they believe. There is a unifying Baptist faith and message yeah. uh, that, you know, and cooperating, like cooperating churches would say, we we affirm this. So I yeah. think that was their biggest pushback. However, personally, I think that's just like silly because they wouldn't want autonomy on other issues, you know, right. like like you know, but also I think the issue of autonomy comes down to this. Like, let's just say you are doing something wrong like me as uh, you as a person as a as a leader of your family as okay. a you know husband okay. you're doing something wrong like well, we're brothers in Christ like I should go to you right, right. like I'm not an authority over you in, right. in terms of how you manage your family but I'm going to do that vice versa and it's like this this issue of autonomy is like you can't tell us how to handle our church but if if a church is handling something incorrectly like you should tell them like you, there needs to be some type of, and you know, they wouldn't want this in other areas of doctrine or matters. And so I think to me, the whole pushback of autonomy of the church is a little bit of a like red herring in terms of like that. It's, it's, it really is kind of a separate issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people are hiding behind that. So, so part of it is like everything gets viewed through lenses, you know, and like there, there's a mentality from many people in the Southern Baptist convention that there is an elite group and that elite group maintains control. And, you know, there's some truth in that. I mean, certainly, you know, but you don't know motivation. Like, you know, for, for me, for example, which, so we had a team that brought, that recommended you be to this church. But like for me being involved in the process of hiring a worship pastor, like I'd known you for, you know, eight years at that time. Mm -hmm. And so my point was like, I just have a high level of trust for you. Mm -hmm. So I had a team that was involved, but could somebody look at it who looks at it through the lens of, well, you know, which you didn't even necessarily make more money or anything like that coming here. But like, People could look at it and say, okay, James wanted his guy and here's Mm -hmm. this guy getting this, you know, bigger church and all that stuff, which again, the church wasn't that much bigger than your previous church at the time. And, but, but my point is that people can view it through that lens. The reality of the situation is I know, Hey, I have this team 
because I don't know the church that well yet. I don't know for sure Justin is the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to make that decision. I'm going to give opinion. I have a lot of trust for you or character. And I think like at NAM, for example, you know, there's a big accusation that Kevin Azell just puts his friends in these positions and, and they benefit financially. They do benefit financially from it. But the question is like, is he doing that because he's helping his friends or is he doing that? Cause these are the right people and people are split on that. Yeah. You know, like you don't really know. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the truth is like, who are you, if you're, my name was put on the committee on committees cause someone on the executive committee knew I was a trustworthy guy, you right. know, like, so it, yeah, it I is about connect right. connections. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's just, and, and there's always the tendency to see the same people and, you know, but, but what I find is, is, you know, you can't view everything through that lens. And that's why accountability and questions and these committees and levels of committees are important. Um, but, you know, the problem is that gets viewed. So so then, you know, I, I was just thinking about it, you know, like people are viewing, okay, here's the platform and they're telling us what to do, you know, and, and it's like, well, you know, not anybody can run. Mm-hmm. Right. Anybody can be a part of it. So, you know, specifically when it came time to like the the voting and yeah. affirming the findings of the sexual abuse yeah. task force, like what was what was that like in the room? It was overwhelmingly yes. I would say 80% yes. Mm-hmm. 20% no. Our, weren't even necessarily they disagree with the direction. Some do, but we're more so like, hey, this we don't like the way the recommendations are said. They're not they're not yeah. adequate enough, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so that, but eighty percent, yeah. So so I think the important question, so we can wrap this up, is like, what does this mean for our church? What does this mean for the person listening? Well, the unfortunate negative that I would say is the greatest is a lot of money is going to be spent on this, right? Mm-hmm. So. While I agree that the money needs to be spent, you know, uh, the truth is getting lawyers are involved, policies are involved, that is very, consultants are involved, it's very expensive. So the initial cost of this is at least $3 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's $3 million not going, you know, I think the total, ex- the total budget is $100 million. So that's 3%, mm-hmm. you know, of money that's either not going to NAM or not going to IMB, you know, those kind of things, which send relief, which is right. an IMB and NAM partnership mm-hmm. actually put that money uh, forward. So basically Annie Armstrong, Lottie Moon right. gifts or designated mm-hmm. gifts are going towards that. Uh, but it's, it's going to cost a lot mm-hmm. of money and it's going to, it's going to, that affects, you know, a yeah. number of missionaries going to the mission mm-hmm. field and churches being planted. Um, and that's a big pushback, you know, yeah. but it's like, yeah, I was thinking about the pushback for that, but I'll, I, so I, I, you know, I think in pictures and analogies and I was just thinking, you know, it is, it is. So is it, is it unfortunate that money has to be spent to do this? Yes. And it's even more unfortunate that it happened in the first place. However, uh, if you, if you, you're in your house and you find that there's a crack in your foundation, right. that is not cheap to fix. Yeah. But if you don't fix it, you can still live in that house for a yeah. while. And probably even deny that there's an issue. Right. But eventually, right. the house is going to fall. Yeah. And this, I think, is a foundational issue that does have to be addressed. Yeah. And, and, it, and it does require, you know, spending money to fix your foundation yeah. of your house means you're not going to do a lot of other things that you wanted well, to do you, with that money. And, you, but it, it also is the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, you're right. Liken it to the office building that we're having to build here yeah. on our church campus, which is a million dollars, you know, which is just stupid. You know, right. no, I don't mean our leaders made any stupid no, decisions. No, it's I mean, just, it like, just it's that's just, how much it costs. Yeah, it, the cost is the cost. And I'm like, 
hey, I have this vision. Like, I don't want to build, spend a million dollars on an office building. Right. Like, I didn't have an office for my first six years of being a pastor. I'm fine. Like, put right. me, you and you and I kind of share yeah. that, you know, but it's like, there's mold yeah. in this office. Like, it's <laughs> being can, condemned. We will get very We sick. will get sued. Like, yeah. the best thing to do for the church mm-hmm. is to do this. And we're in a position where we can do it, you know? Yeah, and, and for so, nuance and clarity's sake, just because it's 2022, we are not saying that anything that happened to uh, an abuse survivor well, yeah, is like a foundation that. of yeah, that, right, you know? Right. But it's an analogy. So That's what just I was going to say. This is a more severe issue, you <laughs> yes. know, where... So, yes, we might plant less missionaries, but we might, we're going to plant less sex offenders who are missionaries and sex offenders mm-hmm. in churches. And so... So, you know, yeah, that, that's a big thing. And then I think, you know, again, the other way it'll affect your church is I just think there's a heightened awareness of this um, and probably a more diligence about it, you know, uh, which I think is overall a good thing. I mean, our, our world, our world views this differently, too, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's the awareness of that. Um, but but I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, if your church is you know, handling things with integrity and involving the authorities when they need to, then it is going to be very limiting to the, I mean, it's not going to be very limiting to the mission of the church. Uh, Unfortunately, any church who goes to this is going to, I mean, it's, it's going to happen Mm -hmm. in your church and it's going to have a negative impact and people are going to leave the church. But if you handle it with integrity and character, you know, I think people will see that and ultimately God sees that. And I think that's where we're at in the convention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to put a pin in this conversation right here. A pin in the conversation. conversation. What does that mean? It just means you're putting a pin in it. Like literally, like I'm coming back to this or I'm going to continue this. We're going to pause. Wouldn't that be an eraser? We're going to put a pause. We're (laughs) going to erase. I wish we could. No, you wouldn't erase. Wouldn't that be like a Uh, a period in this We're going to put a period in this conversation. Definitively never talk. No, just kidding. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's true. Comma? Comma. We're going to pause. We're going to hit a pause. I've just never heard that saying, put a pin, put a pin in this in conversation. We're going to put a pin in it. Really? Yeah, because you, you kind of come. You're always giving me your, North Georgia, your North Georgia <laughs> colloquialisms, you know. So, hey, we're going to pause right now. <laughs> uh, we're going to pick up and uh, with part two. In uh, part two, we're going to be talking about some more of the things, uh, some more issues that were addressed and kind of undercurrents in the Southern Baptist Convention. That Focus met. heavily on the conservative versus liberal thing next yes, week. Yes, it was on the to conservative the and liberal, the election, some of the other issues that came up and were voted on. On, you know, talking about uh, the seminaries, Saddleback was an issue, or uh, was talked about, I should say, uh, and even the ER, ERLC. So we're going to talk some about those things in part two. So join us for that. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.